podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. How are you, Natalie? Great. Is that right? Oh, okay. No, it's been a long day. It has um, been. Yeah, we have done a lot. It's, also, it's Labor Day weekend. Yeah, and as of this recording, this is uh, totes biz web. Yeah, biz in this case meaning bizarre. Not totally busy. bizarre. Weather. Totally bizarre weather. Yeah, yeah, it's been a weird it's day. Like humid, it rained. It rainy. And it, it's been like it rainy. It rainy. It humidy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, overcast. Yeah, it's just a weird. Uh, weird day and yeah. we have been doing a lot of different things a lot of schlepping yeah around. we definitely schlepped a lot yeah, yeah. um do you ever uh Larry David do you ever schlep marble <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah what he asked the guy when when he invests in that restaurant and he wants all the like weird yeah like some of the stuff that he like wanted in the restaurant I don't think is a bad idea like, he insisted on there being dividers between the urinals, which I think is a good idea. Yeah. Um, I don't mind, I don't hate dividers between the urinal. I prefer yeah. it. Uh, he also wanted, like, I've always, because like, he, I think he, what he wanted was a little bit too, he wanted every table to have a bell so you could call for yeah. service. And we've talked about this before. Yeah, that's too much. But, that's too much. Yeah, we have talked about, like, the Bubba Gump thing. Mm-hmm. If there were, like, a classy version of just, like, you have a little coaster that's red or green or whatever. Yeah. When you want some help. Because it's rude say, to, like, wave someone over yeah. or, like, yeah. God forbid, like, snap. You know, like, yeah. I mean, no yeah. one would ever snap. Yeah. Or say, garçon. Yeah. And then, remember in Pulp Fiction, the waitress comes over and says, garçon means boy. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, this is not a podcast about Kirby Enthusiasm. Maybe someday we'll do that. Maybe yeah. we'll do a Kirby Enthusiasm podcast. What would it be called? Uh, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> now we have to pick something like like, like an obscure reference reference that we love from Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm trying to think if there's one we we use a lot. Yeah, but I don't know. Okay, we'll think on that. Um, we could also just I mean reference maybe my favorite episode ever of Curb Enthusiasm is Beloved Aunt. Do you remember? No. When Cheryl, uh, what's her name? Cheryl Hines. Is it Cheryl on the show? It's Cheryl. Cheryl. Yeah. Cheryl's aunt dies, and the whole family's in town for the funeral. And Larry says, "You know, I'm a writer. I'll take care of the obituary." And it's not even his fault, but there's a misprint in the newspaper, and it says "beloved cunt." Yeah. <laughs> Instead of "beloved aunt." Yes. And Paul Dooley is like Cheryl Hines' like uncle, and yeah. he's like beloved. Cunt? Like he yells at it, Larry. <laughs> so I'm saying that could be our podcast, The Beloved Cunts. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, right, we wouldn't get listed on iTunes, I don't think, with that no. name. No. <laughs> Which season was the one where he told the the um, kid she was adopted? Right. Yeah. That was really funny. Yeah. I love, like, all, I love, in the newer seasons, like, his feud with the coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was great. The coffee guy. Yeah. Um... And, yeah, do you remember when he, like, with good intention for his, his friends had a daughter who was mixed race and he bought her a mixed race doll. Yeah. And when she opened it, he said, it's a, and he used the old yeah. out of date term. <laughs> like, he didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. What would we mash that up with? Seinfeld? 
Yeah, it'd be a weird mix in terms of number of episodes, but yeah, we could do that. Yeah, Seinfeld and Curb. Yeah. Sign Curb? Yeah. Curb your sign? <laughs> yeah. It'd be called Good Luck With All That Then. <laughs> That's any of my favorite Seinfeld quote, and we quote Seinfeld constantly. Yeah. But when, like, Jerry is in touch with his emotions... And then George gets in touch with his emotions, yeah. and he's like, good, good luck, luck with all that, then. He's yeah. like, what happened? He's like, I think you scared me straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this salty discharge? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, again, not a podcast about Curb, not a podcast about Seinfeld. This is a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. We watch an episode of each in concurrence every week. We're recapping. We're uh, comparing and contrasting. We have a little fun segments that we do. We'll get to all of it. Uh, it's a ton of fun. Don't worry. Uh, we're on season five, episode 22. Season five, episode 22 of Friends is called The One with Joey's Big Break. And season five, episode 22 of How I Met Your Mother is called Robots versus Wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Or is it, I was looking at your notes to see if it was the other way around, but it is Robots versus Robots versus Wrestlers. Versus yeah. Wrestlers. yeah. Uh, but we're going to put a pin in the robots and the wrestlers, and we are going to start with season five, episode twenty-two of Friends, the one with Joey's big break. So we start at the perk. Take Everybody a shot. do a, do, a, do an espresso shot. Uh, Rachel <laughs> or Joey thinks Rachel is winking at him, and Joey is winking back. But it turns out she has like a problem with her eye. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't want to go to the di- eye doctor because she has like a weird sensitivity around the idea of like people touching her Which eyes. I get it. I have I, the same issue. I don't think I have it as bad as she does, but I do like. I have trouble self-administering eye drops. It's oh, a difficult thing. It's very difficult. And there's nothing worse to me than when they puff the air into your eyeball when you get an eye exam. There's nothing worse? Nothing worse. Hmm. I can think of some things that are worse. Genocide? Nope. <laughs> I risk my case. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so that's that's the cold open. Then we, we after the... Opening titles, we're in the ladies' apartment. Phoebe is there having breakfast. They're eating breakfast cereal, yeah. right? And fruit. There's a whole fruit Oh, there's basket. some fruit, too. Yeah. With uh, with Monica and Chandler and Ross. And then Ross takes off, and we and we, and, and we learn that Phoebe is mad at Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Joey shows up, and he got a big part. He's casting the lead in an independent movie. Um, and it shoots in Vegas, and he and Chandler are going to road trip out to Vegas uh, for... I didn't understand, like, how long Chandler was... Was Chandler just going to be there for, like, the duration of the shoot? There was no, like, when are we leaving? When are we coming home? Yeah. Where are we staying? Poor planning. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chandler doesn't even have luggage. He just has sweater vests, a pile of sweater vests. Yeah. That's very funny. Um, like, uh, he doesn't have underwear? He doesn't know how long... Like, it takes a long time to drive to Vegas from New York. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's bad. Yeah. It's all dumb. Um... Rachel doesn't want to go to the doctor. She tries to get out of it by spilling the cereal on the floor and crushing it into the floor. And then yeah. Monica makes Chandler clean it up and takes it to the doctor. Um, Joey, meanwhile, is torn over whether to take the northern or southern route um, to to Las Vegas. Um, and Phoebe helps him with a little, like, mind, like clear your mind and just, like, answer the first thing that comes in here. So she asks, yeah. asks him a bunch of questions and then... She says, north or south route? He says, north. Um, and so they're going to go the, the north route. Um, yeah, I remember when I... Um, 
when I moved to Los Angeles from Chicago, it was a similar thing where there were two routes, but we went the slightly more northern one because we wanted to stop in St. Louis and see my family. Uh, but it took us to St. Louis, or from Illinois, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California. And we did it in two days. And because it should, it should have been a three day trip. We did it in two days because we didn't money. have yeah. enough money to stay at more than, stay more than one night in a hotel, yeah. a hotel, or whatever. Um, it was a nightmare of a trip. Um, Sounds like it. I mean, also because our U Haul kept breaking down and. There's all kinds of stuff. Did you get your money back for the U-Haul? No. You had to fix it? Uh, it kept overheating, so we would just, like... Hmm. So at a certain point, we were, like, just buying gallons of water to pour in, like, to try and cool it down. Hmm. And then, oh, my God, there were so many stories. Like, uh, my phone was dead, and someone pulled over to help us. I can't remember if I told this story before. It's such a crazy story. And the guy was like, here, you can sit here. You can charge my your phone. So I like sat, I got in, I sat in the passenger seat of his car and charged my phone. And I called somebody to come like help us with the U-Haul or whatever. And I'm like, all right, thanks, man. And he was like, this is like, I can't believe this happened. It was so nice of him. And he was like, hey, man. He was like, thanks. Hey, here's my number in case... This doesn't happen, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, thanks. So someone comes to help us. They're like, okay, uh, why don't you start the car? I reach my pocket. I realize the key to the U-Haul fell out of my pocket when I got into the guy's passenger side. Oh, God. And he, luckily, he yeah. gave me his number. Yeah. I called him. He'd driven 45 minutes down the highway at this point. And he came back. And he came back and brought me the, He's like the a, key. an angel. A guardian angel. Yeah, I felt know. so bad. And then, yeah, we... You don't have any money to give him. No, we barely had any money at all. Yes. Yeah. So we um, finally we get in. Yeah. This this story I definitely told because I think it was in a early How I Met Your Mother. It would have been about the time I moved here, like uh, when we were doing um, How Are We Doing. When I got here, and we were it had taken so long because of the breakdowns and, and everything that it was almost we were supposed to get in. At the end of the second day, we didn't get into like almost sunrise the next morning. We drove all through the night, and the friend who was letting us stay with her—I know I've told this story, but anyway, um, part of the deal was like she was trying to get her beautician's license. Mm -hmm. The next day, she needed a model. Yes, and so my girlfriend, who I moved out with, had agreed. Like, okay, we'll get there the next morning. I'll um, go with you to this, and you can cut my hair for the. The, the test or whatever, the exam, the final exam. But because we didn't get in there tonight, like, I had basically had to, like, take the U-Haul to Tanya's apartment, drop off my girlfriend Teresa so oh, they could okay. go thing, yeah. and then I had to go to the U-Haul, wait for the U-Haul to open, U-Haul place to open, Ugh. because we were using a storage space at the U-Haul. So I had to return the U-Haul and unload the, U- the entire U-Haul myself into our storage space, and I did not have... I didn't have any money. There were, like, day laborers in the parking lot. Like, I would love to have, like, given them, like, here's 20 bucks, help me get the big sh- shit in. Like, yeah. I couldn't afford to spend a single penny. We had no money. Yeah. And I spent, after being awake for 24 hours driving, unloaded the entire thing myself. Uh, yeah. That just makes me want to take a nap. And then, but, here's the, this is the part of the story I told before. 
I remember driving from Silver Lake because that's where the the U-Haul facility was on Fletcher, um, you know, by mm-hmm. like Rick's uh, Rick's driving. Um, driving from Silver Lake back to Hollywood, getting on. I guess that would have been the 101. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably like at this point, 11 a.m. noon or whatever, and driving north on the 101, and for the first time in my life, seeing the Hollywood sign, Aww. and being like, I've been. I guess I've been awake for 30 something hours. But like, holy shit, that's the Hollywood sign, and holy shit, I live here now. It was a beautiful moment, yeah. And I was, but I was so tired. Yeah. Did you cry? Shed a tear? I don't think I did, but I might have because I was very tired. Yeah. Anyway, I know I've told that story before, but I think it's a good story. So it's a good story. <laughs> uh, you tell it well. So, um, do do do. So, uh, so yeah. So Phoebe helps. Joey decide what route to take, and then Ross shows up and Phoebe leaves uh, because she's still mad at Ross, even though we don't know why. Uh, we're at the doctor's, and Rachel is with Monica, and Rachel is like freaking out, especially with the puff of air thing. She yeah. won't let him do it, uh, but he does ultimately prescribe some eye drops. Um, Joey and Chandler are in uh, Phoebe's taxi cab and are driving to Vegas and they haven't even gotten like out of the city and Joey's like it might be time for you to take over driving maybe we should stop and get some lunch or whatever yeah. they're like literally still on the bridge yeah. the the again second week in a row rear projection driving the the city is behind them yeah um and uh uh meanwhile Ross finally detects that Phoebe's mad at him and apologizes even though he doesn't know what for. Yeah. And then Phoebe reveals that she can't remember what for. Yeah. Um, uh, back in the car, they're trying to decide... I can't remember what they're trying to decide. Like, like where, where to, to stop, stop for lunch? Yeah. Yeah. And so Joey's like, oh, we'll do this game, the same game. Yeah. And one of the little questions he asks is, is this movie going to be my big break? And Chandler says no. Yeah. And this leads to a fight. Yeah. Chandler... Chick- Joey kicks Chandler out of the car on, on the, the bridge. bridge. Um, There's no sidewalk. Which is scary yeah. to think about. Uh, um, the whole gang is sitting around trying to figure out why Phoebe's mad at Ross, which yeah. is a very funny bit because they're basically just like listing all the things that are annoying about Ross. Yes. <laughs> I love yes. it. Yes. Um, uh, Monica tries to help Rachel put in the eye drops. It doesn't work. Um, they like end up wrestling on the ground and Monica like with the eye drop thing in her teeth, like squirts yeah. the entire solution like all her over down her face. And like yeah. Spits. Yeah. Well, she doesn't peg her. Um, pegs her down she with her pins her down, pins her down. Yeah. She pegs her. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, uh, that would take. Yeah. We didn't get, <laughs> That's the, like this ain't friends. Remember those? Like, Oh, acquaintances. <laughs> no, but like, do you ever, uh, I don't know, you and I both worked at porn stores at about the same time. Yeah. But do you remember there used to be we those, We worked at like, video stores that had porn. Video, yeah. Video stores that had porn. But do you remember there were like a series of like, it was like, this ain't the Brady Bunch. And it, would, it was like a Brady Bunch parody. Right. That was, but a porn. Okay. There must have been a like, this ain't friends. Yeah. There must have been. Yeah. Um, I was talking about like a very funny meme that it's it's in like yeah. the friends font but it says acquaintances and it has like everyone who looks like the friends characters just like slightly it's a off. bunch of people who look friends yeah. and mothers do yourself a favor and search for yeah. acquaintances yeah and uh it's real funny um then 
Joey calls. Uh, this is a fun little bit about how Phoebe's grandma's ashes are still in the car yeah. in like a wooden box. Yeah. Um, Ross, for the third time in the episode, we play the little game, yeah. and this is how Ross finds out that Phoebe's mad at him because he said that she was boring. And then she quickly realizes that it happened in a dream. So she was mad at Ross. Yeah, it was during a chess game. And Ross is like, we've never played chess. Yeah. Um, and then she's but like, she's like yeah. um, we were ice fishing. And, and then, then you, you turned into. Yeah, who is someone? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like you've said that you have like had a dream that we got in a fight and woke up mad at me. I've woken up mad at you many times <laughs> and you like did me wrong in a dream. And I like woke up and looked at you like. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, like on I Met Your Mother, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, so uh, we get a little needle, needle drop here of Horse With No Name by America. Okay, P.S. This is not the desert. This is not like the Nevada desert. This is Simi Valley. Right. Mountains of yes. Simi Valley. Yeah. Chatsworth between like... Charlie Manson country. This is Box Canyon. <laughs> yeah. I, I could tell those mountains <laughs> a mile away. Um... Also, Horse with No Name, um, I don't know, America are kind of an embarrassing band, um, but I do kind of like Horse with No Name. Yeah. But um, do you remember, I always think, when I think of Horse with No Name, I think of just a real, like, silly throwaway joke from an episode on News Radio, where, like, I can't remember what that, like, Dave, Dave Foley's character, has, like, recorded himself saying something, or recorded reminders to himself, you know, and so he's playing it for his co-workers and like the recording ends and it cuts into a recording of him singing horse with no name <laughs> and then Maura Tierney who like they date is like what is it with you and that song <laughs> yeah I think you always forget that I I didn't watch news radio it's so up your alley though I know but you always quote it and like remember that and I'm like no but it's, it's just you would love it you refuse to believe that I didn't watch it but why haven't you watched it you watch TV all the time I know, but I I just didn't. Watch news radio. It's so up your alley. All right. Even though it's got Joe Rogan and Andy Dick on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it also has more Tierney and Phil Hartman and Dave Foley and... Uh, Dave Foley, my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. That we met at an award show. And um, uh, what's her name from Treme? Catherine... Uh, she owned the bar on Treme. Um, oh, my God. Why am I drawing... Candy, Candace, what is her? Uh, Candy oh, Alexander? Yeah. Is that her name? Yeah, and it's spelled K... K-A-N-D-E-E? Well, probably just... I think it's K-H or something. K-H-A-N-D-I, Candy, Candy Alexander. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Good show. All right. Um, so Joey arrives on set... <laughs> Um, we've realized he's been eating fast food the entire time because he opens the car door and all these fast food cars just chill out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but the movie has been shut down. Yeah. Ran out of money. It's been shut down. It's. Did you clock who that director was? No, who was it? John Kassir, aka the Crypt Keeper. Oh my God, it yeah. is? Yeah. Well, obviously, I didn't recognize him. Yeah. Not, uh, what does the Crypt Keeper look like? I've been told by Natalie Stanley that she can do a spot-on impression of the Crypt Keeper, but she won't do it for me because she thinks that I will never find happens, you attractive our, again. Our relationship is over. <laughs> but is that the issue that, like, you'll think I'll never find you attractive again? That's part of it, yeah. Okay. Well, um... 
On my deathbed, I'll do it for you. So then um, we, we cut back to New York City. We know it's New York City because we see the World Trade Center mm-hmm. towers. Um, and Joey calls uh, uh, again. There's a really cute, like, I am so, I don't know if it's, I'm so enamored of Courtney Cox this season. I don't know what it is about, like, the relationship with Chandler has made her, like, happy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that I don't think she ever was the character she's playful yeah the character was never this happy before and I'm yeah. like really loving it so like Joey calls and, and Monica has this cute thing of like uh, saying like oh you still remember me even though you're a big star and then Joey says it'll be years before I forget you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um and then it turns out he'd taken a job at Caesars uh, dressed as a, a like a centurion I guess a Roman soldier yeah. or whatever uh, and that's kind of the end of the episode, except for the tag at the end when the whole gang make a coordinated strike to uh, force Rachel to take eye drops. Yeah. Um, oh, they yeah they attack her. Yeah, they attack her all at um, once. The only part that I wanted to mention was that, like, after the production was completely shut down, Chandler had like sent. Uh, like a big balloon bouquet. Right, an apology thing. I, I forgot about An apology about balloon, yeah. and it said, like, congrats on your big break. So it was yeah. just kind of like insult to injury. Yeah. Um, and how would he even get that delivered to, like, the middle of nowhere? I know, there's no information. Yeah, there are a lot of, of things in this episode that I'm like, this is, you need to uh, suspend your disbelief. Yeah, yeah. In so many ways. But it, I think it was worth it for the shot of Joey, like, with All the, the production tru- yeah. trucks are pulling away, and at the end of the shot, it's just him alone in the desert yeah. or in Box Canyon um, yeah. holding balloons. Yeah. Um, and the movie, the film is called Shutter Speed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it has the, like, so-and-so died ten years ago. Which is, like, kind of on point, because, like, John Kassir <laughs> is, like, right. kind of yeah. like a creepy Halloween spooker. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any other stray observations? Um, no. Let's move on to funniest moments. Okay. Um, Phoebe's mad at at Ross, and Monica keeps like pushing as to why. Keeps asking her why, and she's like, "Keep pushing." He's like, "You want to end up on the list too? Keep talking or something like that." Yeah. And then she says, "Speaking of that, where is my list?" And it's like, "What does it look like?" It's a piece of paper, and it says Ross on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the whole, the whole thing about, like, Phoebe not knowing why she is mad at Ross, and then, like, trying to figure it out, and then Ross is like, is it because I said your handwriting is childlike? And Phoebe's like, no, it made me feel like I was precious. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, it's precious. Yeah, to have childlike handwriting. Um, let's see. The first time Phoebe does the little, like, game on Joey, one of the, like, think fast, don't, or don't think question she asks is would you rather sleep with monica or rachel and joey says monica and then goes oh i always thought it'd be rachel (laughs) yeah um and then of course that comes back when joey does the game to ross asks the same question yes (laughs) like yeah i think joey like completely forgets that ross and monica are brother and sister yeah um when joey's describing the the movie to the gang and phoebe goes Ooh, chilling. Yeah. Uh, my next one is also a Phoebe one. When she's mad at Ross, when Ross shows up at the perk, and Phoebe goes, this guy again. 
Um, and everyone is just kind of like, why? Yeah. Like, why is this happening? Yeah. Um, I like that Joey's trying to figure out which route to take to Vegas. One of the options is um, there's a man in Indiana with a beard of bees. Yeah, I think it was Ohio, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. So when he makes the decision based on that like little strategy, <laughs> yeah. he says, beard of bees, here I come. <laughs> Um, when Monica takes Rachel to the eye doctor, this is again Monica just like being like fun and funny. Yeah. Um, there's like the big machine you like rest your head in, and and Rachel's like, "What is this thing?" And Monica's like, "It's an eye removal machine." Yeah. <laughs> just to fuck with her. Yeah. I like this Monica. I like and season five Monica a also lot. Also, in that same scene, it didn't make my funniest, but um, she's like. Hey, doctor, P-E-I-U, and he's yeah. like, excellent, you know where to go. So, like, she's so competitive, even, like, doing an eye exam. Yeah. And then she gets a lollipop from the yeah. eye doctor. Yeah, I remember on Happy Endings when um, uh, Damon Wayans Jr.'s character, I'm forgetting his name now. Um, yeah. He's like that about the dentist. Like, he always has perfect dentist visits, yeah. and he knows everyone, and he, like, sings a song when yeah. he goes to the dentist. Yeah. But then he has his first ever cavity. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's his name? I cannot remember. Okay. When they're fucking with Rachel about her um, fear of like eye stuff, <laughs> um, Ross is like, anyone want to get some lunch? Say I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my last one, and this is, this is funny on its own, but it's also funny for other more recent reasons uh, that you and I will talk about um, when Phoebe claims that she has forgiven Ross, even though we don't even know why she's mad yet. And he's like, okay, all right, I'll see you. And she goes, bye fat ass. <laughs> and so like, Hey, I know that you laugh whenever like people like say things under their breath yeah. as a joke. That's very funny. But we were recently with my family <laughs> yeah. and our nephew, who's like four and a half, I think. Um, <laughs> Well, you tell the first one because I wasn't there for the this one the at the creek. Oh, what did he say to my brother, his oh. dad? So yeah, he like did something wrong, and your brother's like, "That's not okay. You need to you need to apologize." And then his son went, "I'm sorry, crotch face." And then Chris is like, looks at me, and he's like, "Did he just call me crotch face?" And yeah. I said, "Yeah, that's what I heard." That's so what the, I heard. And then he ran away, like, yeah. laughing. The one, And then the one that we both saw, we were at the playground with a bunch of the nieces and nephews. And he, like, accidentally, like, pushed over his sister because they were, like, playing rough. And, like, she was crying. And my mom, his grandma, was like, uh, tell your sister you're sorry and ask if she's okay. And he goes, I'm sorry. And are you okay? Farts. <laughs> Yeah. But the funny part about that is it worked. It worked. She immediately she like stopped laughing. crying and started laughing. And the funniest story about the same kid, which we weren't here for, we've only heard it being told to us. You tell it. Oh, just that they're all little. He has two two younger siblings, and yeah. they were like giving the younger siblings a bath, and he wanted to take a bath too. So he walked to the bathroom and started taking his shirt off and went, "Mind if I join?" <laughs> But, like, in a way that's, like, mind, mind if, if I, I join? And he's, okay, he's four years old. Yeah. Like, where does he... How does he know that that's a funny thing to do? Yeah. And a weird thing to do for a four-year-old. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, do you have any more funniest moments? Uh, nope. Let's move on to friends, but make it fashion. I didn't note that much. 
this episode, but I do like Rachel's gym shirt. <laughs> it says gym shirt? It has two pairs of sneakers on it, and it says gym, gym shirt. shirt. But yeah. she's not wearing it to the gym. She's wearing it to the eye doctor. Yes. Yeah, that's the only thing I have written. Okay. Um, props to the props department. We didn't get a mazel to the Magna. Um, we didn't see the inside of the boys' apartment once. Not once. Yeah. Um, but we did see a diet Snapple in one scene that Monica's drinking. Okay. And then at a later scene, I think she's drinking like an ocean spray. So she has oh. no brand loyalty to yeah. Snapple. Good. Um, Good and she her. pours it into a glass, which the first time around she's drinking from the bottle. Okay. And then she pours an ocean spray like cranberry cocktail into a glass, which I thought was weird. And I also thought the props. Do you um, think she has a UTI? Oh, maybe. Yeah, all that dirty sex with Chandler. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and all the um, fast food wrappers were really funny because they were like they were from all different places. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't looking close enough. Yeah, there okay. was like Burger King and McDonald's and like so they had to get all these wrappers. Yeah. And use them, and it was just so like rude like madman style of like leaving a bunch of like <laughs> in the desert yeah trash in the middle of box canyon box canyon yeah, yeah. um yeah i've never I, I i eat fast food in the car but i don't like to leave you'd like to hide the evidence immediately yeah so so i take if i when i get out of the car i take the wrappers with me and throw them in the nearest trash can but then when i get in the car i'm like you had mcdonald's didn't you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We're like, it smells like onions in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what's under the umbrella? Okay, quite a few things. Okay. Um, Joey, wanted, Joey wanting to sleep with his friends, or just like the idea of being mm -hmm. creepy with your friends. Yeah. Um, breakfast spread. Uh, Monica being a... Like a clean freak, you know? Right, right. Um, and also just like being like super competitive, even for an eye exam we talked about. Yeah. Um, playing cards. Um, Phoebe knowing all the different ways to get to Vegas because she's been around. Yeah. Um, yeah, she also knows what to send someone as a gift in prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like a little bit of fat shaming. <laughs> Fat ass, yeah. <laughs> but um, then she takes it back and says, you have a, what did she say? Like a cute little hiney or something yeah. like that? <laughs> yeah. Tiny little hiney. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it. Well, we got a return of the Geller kids' hand gestures. Oh, yeah, we did get yeah. the, uh, yeah, you're And right. then more Ross and Monica incest jokes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Should we take a quick break? Um, oh, also um, guest stars. John Casino. John Casino. Yeah. Okay. Now should take a quick break? Yeah. Okay. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And we're back and we're ready to jump in to How I Met Your Mother Season 5, Episode 22, Robots, or Robots, okay. versus Wrestlers, Natalie, Take It Away. I you like don't start until I say Natalie, Take It Away. I can do what I want. Yeah, that's true. Um, I like that this episode wasn't like 
Ted talking to his kids. They switched it up on us. Yeah, wait. It was a McLaren's opening. Was there no Bob Saget? There was no Bob Saget at the beginning. Oh, by the end, there definitely was. By the was. end, there was. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right. that's right. But we open at McLaren's. So we open at McLaren's. Everybody do a shot. Everyone do a shot of... Bourbon, whiskey. A Jaeger. I feel like... I don't know. But I mean, Barney and Robin are both whiskey drinkers, right? Yeah, and Lily drinks white wine. Marshall well, Lily, drinks Lily beer. Lily drinks beer, too. Yeah. But yeah, Ted and Marshall mostly drink beer. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. And Barney comes in with... Five tickets to robots versus wrestlers. Yeah. And there's like a bunch of jokes about it being like a tradition, but they've never done this. Yeah. But like he found it on the internet and everyone thinks it's awesome. But they're like, wait, um, who's the fifth ticket for? There's only four of us. And um, Barney is hoping that Robin will um, come back and. <laughs> We'll get to this later, but um, he's like, there's no way she'll say no. And she has this whole phone conversation yeah. with Lily about, like, not being able to go and it being weird and her yeah. needing a break. And, you know, Don's making me Chinese food and all this stuff. And it turns out she's on air. On and she's air. like, yeah. sorry, New York. Back to this storm. <laughs> like her yeah, bus, bus crash. Yeah. Wait, is the part you're going to get to later, What what is is it? Because I was going to say something here. That it's going to come was... up on my funniest. Oh, okay. Should I say it now? Yeah. Like, Barney says, <laughs> she could never say no to that. And Robin literally says, no to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that okay. was very funny yeah. to me. Um, and I'm glad that you, because I was going to steal it from you. Okay. As far as funniest moments. So okay. I'm glad you got it out. Um, so I don't know how we got into this art, but Ted was like, complaining about um like he often tries to be like high-minded in front of his friends and like quote like poems or mm -hmm. stories or you know like bring things up about architecture um or art and he just gets shut down with like fart noises yeah. so anytime like ted starts saying like like bloviating in a you know yeah they just go I can't even do it. Yeah. Like <laughs> you that? can't do kind it. Of? Yeah, yeah, we can't do it. But I thought this, like, on the one hand, I understand, like, this is a part of Ted that leads him to repeatedly return to Karen, Lauren Prepon, you know, because that's what they have in common is they're pretentious, but she's awful. Yeah. So I kind of understand why his friends shut it down, but it also feels like they're trying to stifle a part of him. They're trying to stifle a part... They're exactly. bad friends. Yeah, they're bad yeah. friends. They're like, you can only be friends if you like our dumb things. Yeah. 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 I, you're don't, dumb. I don't think it's nice. You're dumb. And that whenever he, like, tries to have different tastes, they call him, like, a douche and, like, make fun of him yeah. relentlessly. Yeah. Um, so we get a... Like, a 10-year flashback to them... Um, Ted and Marshall like first moving into the apartment right. and they get like an invitation to from or to Marissa Heller. Well, the invitation is in the present day. Right. And yeah. then it flashes back because they're still getting Marissa Heller's mail who yeah. lived there before. Yeah. And, um, that, and this is like, again, this is one of those things I love about how I met your mother is the specificity of like 20s and 30s being in your 20s and 30s and living in an apartment in a city because who who 
that's such a thing that we can all relate to that. To get the previous. To, that you continue. Who was our old? It was like, didn't we have someone, we used to get mail for someone whose first name was Golden? Golden Sherrard. Golden Sherrard? Or Golden Sheard. Gold, Golden Sheard. Yeah. We should what look name. him up. We should look up him or her. Yeah. yeah. Golden Sheard. Yeah. yeah. We still continue. In this house, we've been here over a year. We still get our, the prior tenants and we, or the prior owners. So we hold it for them. Yeah, we hold it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're still getting stuff at our old apartment. Yeah, our landlady is still sometimes like, hey, you got... Our old, our former landlady. Former landlady, yeah. Um, so they don't know anything about Marissa except, like, the stuff that she gets in the mail. Yeah. So their image of her is, like, a golfer who's a bird owner who's into wicker cages. And they're just, like, imagining... They, when they imagine her, it's, like, torso down, yeah. like, golfer with a bird and a wicker cage yeah um but then yeah in present day they get an invitation to jefferson van smoot's party now the van smoot mansion has been brought up isn't that where lily and marshall got married yes the van smoot house okay yeah but this is an invitation to the alberta building which i guess um ted is like super excited about because it's a feat of architecture and history yeah and he's super excited and they're like, well, one of us has to pretend to be Marissa Heller to get into the party. And there's yeah. a joke like Marshall thinks it should be Lily instead of him. <laughs> um, and they're like, it's an open bar. Okay, this is a great idea. It's it's the night of the robots versus wrestling match. But they can go to the open bar, like just get wasted and then go to the uh, show. Is it a show? Match? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Exhibition? I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah, so they're going to crash the party. Um, Ted is already, like, in his element with the terracotta spandels. (laughs) (laughs) Pointing everything out. Everyone's annoyed by him. Um, And then uh, Darby Lee Stanchfield. Yes. Who we know, well, I know from Mad Men. Yes. And Scandal. Okay, see, I don't know Scandal, but yeah, on Mad Men, she was Glenn's Glenn's mom. mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She's great. So she, like, checks in with the lobby and says, like... did Betty smack her in the face? Betty... You've watched them more recently than I did. Betty smacked her in the face, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because Glenn was, like, a little creep. Yeah. Uh, And Glenn's in more episodes than his mom is, right? Yeah. But, yeah. uh, That's what I know her from. Yeah, I didn't watch uh, Scandal. Um... Yes. Um, okay, so it turns out that, yeah, that's Marissa Heller, and then Marissa Heller is, like, annoyed. Like, Barney tries to hit on her, and it, that doesn't work. And then, what, what? It's just occurring to me that, like, Barney tries to hit on her by what they think they know about her. Yes. Like, the yes. golf and wicker. Yes. yes, And then later, Lily starts to, tries to... Start a conversation with her about soap operas because she subscribed to Soap Opera Digest. Yeah. But we never find out, like, why she was getting all this mail that is clearly not of her alley. She doesn't know anything about wicker or golf or I soap thought operas. that Lily, like, registered for Soap Opera Weekly. No, no. In her name. And then would be like, oh, it's for Marissa Heller. That no, was the impression but, that I got. No, but then why would she try and start a conversation about 3M and the rest of this? It's because yeah. it was Marissa Heller's. 
But we never find out, like... Why she's getting all these things. These things that apparently have nothing to do with her tastes. That, that just occurred to me just now. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, so Ted is, like, chatting her up about architecture and poetry, and it works. Like, he's wooing her, and then she's like, well, come to the party with me, and all your friends can go with me, too. So they all go up in, in an elevator to this fancy-ass party with, like, the... The greatest minds in this room, um, some of which are Peter Bogdanovich, Ariana Huffington, um, and then don't tell me the guy who does the um, New York Times puzzles, Will Shorts. Yeah, Will as Shorts. all as themselves. Yeah. Yes, and there's other people. Um, what's his name? Michael from- York plays Jefferson Van Smoot. Yeah, and he's in um, all the uh, uh, the Austin Powers Austin movies. Austin Powers movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's other people at that party too. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but Ted is in his element. Yeah. He's having so much fun. And then the rest of the gang is, like, um, just being their, like, lowbrow <laughs> selves. Like, when they come around with past hors d'oeuvres, like, Marshall doesn't want this, like, delicious little, like, pedophore. He wants, like, a little hamburger. Or something that'll make him look like a giant. Something that'll make him look like a giant or like a little hot dog, like pig in a the, blanket. This is, again, like I'm so on Ted's side yeah. on this. Like, yeah. you're going to say, no. I mean, I, obviously, Natalie, you would say no to free foie gras. But like. Foie gras, yeah, that's right. You're going to, I would not say no to free foie gras. I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not that, like Marshall's a damn lawyer. Lily's yeah. a school teacher. They yeah. should have some like refined tastes and some culture in them but like they really don't seem to at all i mean they are like a bunch of bros they're like intellectuals in a way you know but they don't seem to in this episode yeah 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 Yeah, i'm not gonna say no to free foie gras uh i would i I know that you would but you're a vegetarian that's different but that i mean you know just like as a like as a person oh it's ethics it's like you don't do that yeah it's terrible right yeah it's awful it's very, very bad. Or veal? Like, you're not going to eat veal. Sure. It's very, very bad. You're going to eat veal. What happens? You're going to eat veal and foie gras. I have, aren't you? I have eaten veal. I have, like, ordered veal in front of you before. <laughs> like, no, it's, not... it's really upsetting. Okay. Uh, Marshall bangs this antique gong from, yeah. like, the, I don't know, <laughs> dynasty. Um, well, it's... It hasn't been... It's a 500-year-old relic that hasn't been hit since the opening of the Mercado in London in 1885 or something. And Marshall says, your wife's a 500-year-old relic who hasn't been hit since the opening of the Mercado in London in 1885. He remembered the whole thing. It was perfect. And then, like, Lily picks up a candelabra, and then um, Vance Moot is like, that hasn't been picked up since Edgar Allan Poe. (laughs) But, like, why would you put that on your table then? yeah. Um, so they call them all stuffy, pretentious snoots. <laughs> Ted wants to stay at the party. And then Barney's like, oh no, this is like the end of friendship. Like first Robin leaves and now we're going to lose Ted and you're going to have babies. And so this is like part of the episode two, like discussion of babies, like Marshall is ready. Lily says, let's wait a little bit. So there's like, we definitely want to do this, but not yet, but maybe, um, Barney has some major abandonment issues. Um, they're at robots versus wrestlers. Like, Barney's in a bum- bummed-out mood. Meanwhile, Ted is doing, like, a blind wine tasting. So it's just, like, a, like a funny... Yeah. Um, 
And he's killing it. He's killing it with the with the wine taste. He's like a goddamn sommelier. Yeah, but the juxtaposition is very funny. Yeah. And they're drinking enormous beers, which I uh, at the Edward Watts versus Wrestling. I like that 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 juxtaposition too. Yeah. Because uh, um, I like it. I like you know if I'm going to a place that has beer and they're like, hey, we've got we've got twelve ounce glasses and we've got some sixteen ounce glasses and then yeah. you've got like a twenty four ounce and like you're always going to go for the biggest. Always the biggest. I'm always going to go for the smallest because yeah. I like little things of. Yeah. Beer. No, I love a big like when we when we go to Tom's Tom's Urban downtown, which like <laughs> I love that every time we go to a LA Kings hockey game, yeah, we say like let's not go to Tom's Urban after. Let's find a different place to go. <laughs> and then we always end up at Tom's Urban. Because it's so close. Yeah. It always it's so huge that it always has open seating. Yeah. It's just like it's you never way have too to, easy. Like, wait. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we always end up at Tom's Urban after King's Games. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this party, um, Ted continues to, like, revel in all of this. Like, he's reciting from the Divine Comedy in Italian. Yeah. And his, like, internal monologue is like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Who am I? I don't even know Italian. How am I going this? <laughs> like, he's talking as he's, like. Yeah. Um, and then he answers his phone in yes. Italian. Right? Oh, does he? I think so. Okay. Um uh, he's also in a barbershop quartet. <laughs> With Van Smoot, yeah. Will Short, yeah. and Peter Bogdanovich. Yeah, and uh, Will uh, Will says, like, you have, uh, your lyric baritone is outstanding. Yeah, I love that these cameos weren't just, like, yeah. show up and be yourself. Like, they all have little scenes. Like, yeah. you, um, we skipped over, like, Barney hitting on Ariana Huffington. Yeah. And the whole, there's a whole, like running gag while Barney's at the party is like all the women of the party are too smart for his lines. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Including Ariana Huffington. And Ariana Huffington says to Barney like you're too old for me. Yeah. And then he calls her Shasha Kapoor. <laughs> and then he yeah he's like she's still hot but yeah. Um, so at the at the wrestling match um, they take a photo of someone and then we're reminded of the doppelgangers. So um we're reminded of, um, let's see, uh, Robin, uh, lesbian, lesbian Robin, Robin, and um, the insurance marshal. Lawyer. The mustachioed lawyer, yeah, marshal. The like, bus stop ad. Stripper Lily. Yeah, stripper, yeah. And now the text message photo they sent to Ted was Mexican wrestler Ted. Yeah. Which is also like... How do you know what country he's from? But, I mean, whether or not he is Mexican, Mexican wrestling is like a like, subgenre. But he of wasn't like a like, luchador. No, he was. Because that's what they didn't realize that he was um, a doppelganger until he took off his luchador mask. That was when they all gasped. Oh, okay. So that's what I'm okay. saying. He was a luchador. Okay. So I so whether he's Mexican or not, I don't know. It does seem like dicey because also Marshall's doppelganger is also like mm-hmm. Latino. Mm-hmm. It's a little dicey. It's a little dicey. Yeah. And Lily's doppelganger is Eastern European. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all very dicey. And Robin's doppelganger is the lesbian stereotype <laughs> again, <laughs> spitting and punching her fist into yeah. a baseball. She mitt. has a baseball mitt. She's wearing like a plaid. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Let's see. So. Um. Ted gets the text. Maybe he says, like, like maybe he says something in Italian, like, excuse me, I have oh, to check right. my phone or yeah, something. I think you're right, yeah. And then it's his doppelganger, and he says, I got to go. 
So he leaves the party and um, he shows up at McLaren's and everyone's happy that he's there. But um, Barney is like still kind of sad. And then Ted wants to um, read a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yes, called Friendship. And so he starts to like um, do it. And then Robin comes in. Surprise, yes. and then makes a giant fart noise with her hands. Um, and they're happy to see her. Oh, um, yeah, Ted waltzes in. I think because Barney's like, oh, it's not like Ted's going to waltz in and Ted waltzes in. Yeah, Barney should just say whatever he doesn't want to happen. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, uh Okay, so yeah, they're all together. It's cute. Um, and then the voiceover is like, you know, friendships like do drift apart, but we still do our yearly tradition of robots versus wrestlers. So it becomes a tradition. Prior to that, Marshall and Lily are talking about babies and they're saying that, again, like he's ready, she's not ready. And then they're like, well, let's have this little tests where we still need to find the fifth doppelganger. Yeah, you need to find a Barney doppelganger. And you find a Barney doppelganger. When they do, that's the universe telling them it's go time to have yeah. a baby. So I'm yeah. sure we'll get there later. Um, and then the very, very last tag at the end is Peter. Oh, yeah. Well, this, we'll catch it later. Peter Bogdanovich in an elevator. We'll yeah. get to what he says later. Yeah. We love Peter Bogdanovich as an actor, of course, because he's Elliot Kupferberg on The Sopranos. Yeah. And he's so great. Yeah. Um, uh, is that, I have a couple of straight Yeah, go ahead. Just, um, uh, like you said, they, they, uh, they established Robots versus Wrestlers as a tradition, and then, um, Bob Saget, Ted, says, like, we still go to Robots and Wrestlers every year or whatever. Uh, that gets me because, you know, I am a sucker for, like, traditions. traditions. Mm-hmm. Like, not traditions that are passed down, like, traditions formed within that we create. a relationship. We create yeah. them. Uh, and I love, like, you and I are going to hang out with some friends tomorrow in a new tradition. Yeah. And what's amazing about it is that it was one of our other friends who suggested it. Yeah. So I feel like I've known this person, Chris, for so long, but I only just realized that we're like kind of kindred spirits in this one thing. Like, like we need to make this. We need to make this a, a tradition. Thing. I know. Yeah. I love that. I'm a, such a sucker for that. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I was going to say is uh, to get sappy. Um, Ralph Waldo Emerson, my grandfather, my mom's dad. I never knew my dad's dad. He died before I was born. My mom's dad um, had a Ralph Waldo Emerson like quote on his wall. And after he passed away, it was given to me and it hung in my bedroom from like sixth grade until um, I graduated high school. Uh, I'll read the whole quote. Okay. You've probably heard it. It's a very famous uh, thing and it's kind of corny, but I think it's really great. To laugh often and much, sorry, to laugh often and much, to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden, a redeemed social condition, to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived, this is to have succeeded. Yeah. That hung on my wall, like, from six, yeah, for the last six years that I lived, uh, 
at I home. Like, and it was I like my, that a lot. My, my, it was on my grandpa's well before that. I love that. Yeah. Very sweet. Yeah. All right. Um, that's all I have for straight observations. You want to move on to funniest moments? Yes. You start. Um, okay. <laughs> um, they're talking about at, at the um, at the pretentious party. Uh, Marshall's trying to like involve himself in a conversation about like Peter Bogdanovich is talking about like auteurs and films. Yeah. yeah, and then Marshall's like films, actors, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> That name always sounds like a frog and a bird are having a conversation. Willem Dafoe! <laughs> Willem Dafoe! Yeah. And that's what Peter Bogdanovich is like. He can't wait to go in the elevator by himself and try it out. Yeah. And he the, does. The very tag, yeah, he does it a few times and then just like chuckles to himself. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, my uh, first one, you know I love a pun. Yeah. And I love... Oh, yes. Ted loves a pun. I know what you're going to say. When they do the... Uh, uh, when the real Marissa Heller is like, um, Ted, we're going to do a blind white wine taste test. Uh, and he says, well, I can't miss that. Yeah. And that's funny. And then he turns around to his friends and he's like, I know, you don't have to say it. You don't decant white wine. Yeah. His <laughs> friends are like, you idiot. I hate you. Um, we already talked about no to that, which I think was the funniest like the most I laughed um, on this episode. Um, when Lily, when they think Lily's going to have to pretend to be Marissa Heller, like she wants to do a British accent, but like a really bad one. Yeah. And then when like Marissa Heller is like, hi, I'd send her Marissa Heller. And she says, bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's like, you don't think she's cottony in it, <laughs> yeah. but like wor- worse than that. It's like yeah. I just did it too good, and that yeah. wasn't even good. Yeah, and then, and then she's like, bollocks. Yeah, yeah. Um, when Ted is speaking in Italian and he's got the entire room in the palm of his hand, and it pans across the people, and Peter Bogdanovich is doing the director like framing the shot thing, <laughs> like he's imagining yes. making a movie of Ted. Yes, that was that uh, was a big laugh for me. Yes. Um... Uh, yeah, that's all I have. Okay, I have one more, and this is more just because it's something that I say. Oh, you already said one of mine was, like, any foods that make me feel like a giant. Oh, okay. Marshall is a giant. He already is a giant, yeah. yeah. Um, one that is, like, I don't know how funny it is, but it is something that I say, so I wanted to, uh, when <laughs> Barney is, like, giving his okay for Lily and Marshall to have a baby, but, like, laying out a bunch oh, of yeah. ground rules, you yeah. know? And they're like... Barney and he's like drunk at this point it's like late in the night but he's on rule like 83 or something he's drunkenly as he's walking to the bar he's like hey hey I don't make the rules yeah <laughs> which is something because I I don't want to like minimize and diagnose myself with OCD or anything like that but I do have a lot of compulsive behavior yes. and I do have a lot of things that I quote unquote have to do yes and sometimes I will joke about it with you by saying like hey I don't make the rules when yeah. I clearly do make these rules yeah. and I'm also the only one who enforces them or knows what they are but I know them too because I'm like you're doing this because your alarm told you to do this right like yeah yeah or because like if someone's going if I'm in the left lane and someone's going slow in front of me yes. and I won't go around because I don't I can't don't pass like, on the right yeah it's but meanwhile it's like 30 rules. cars are like behind you and like are going around you staring at you and I'm like oh my god I can't believe this but I just have to wait for the other person to get over I can't pass on the right it's against the rules the and rules I don't make the rules are the rules yes 
Um, yeah, he does have 83 rules yeah. about the baby. Yeah. Um, which 83 simple rules for <laughs> having a Your friend's having baby. a baby. Um, should we move into... Oh, no, we, we. I'm sorry. We go to fashion first. Yeah, how I went really but make it fashion. What do you have? I like Marissa Heller's dress. Oh, it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Marissa Heller was like, she looked like a real classy dame. Very much. Yeah. Which I guess he was supposed to. Uh, and Peter Bogdanovich has an ascot, which is like yeah. his um, signature look. But the gang is very underdressed for this fancy party. Because um, they think they're going well, to. Especially Marshall. Marshall. Like yeah. he, he's released, like at least Ted dressed for the party. So he's got like, he's looking very professorial. Like yeah, Barney's always in a suit. Blazer over like sweater vest and tie and, and collared shirt. And Barney's always in a suit. And Louie's got a dress on, you Some know. Some frilly bullshit. It wasn't too frilly, but it did have weird like dots on it that looked like they were like kind of it looked like a kind of crafty like a craft project mm-hmm. type of dots uh but yeah marshall's just in like an unbuttoned oh uh, or an untucked i forgot when they finally plaid. do leave the party um bar on their way out barney bangs the gong again yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone in the party goes <gasps> and yeah. like stares at them uh yeah i only had um underdressed marshall okay um should we go under the umbrella yeah the i I know, like, you're like as with similarities, you're just better at this at this point. Um, we usually start with the person who knows the show better, which is me. Yeah. But I tend to catch fewer of them. The only one that was like a callback to earlier this season was about why Yuli's gold is comes up so often in crossword puzzles. Because it's vowels. because of the vowels, and Will Short says, "Yeah, it's because of the vowels." Yes. Yeah. That was yeah. I had that as well. Um, just guest stars. Um, ow. Stomping on my foot. Um, Barney's coming up with like a bunch of bullshit rules. One of them was like, um, "You can't breastfeed around me." And then he's like, "Wait a second, yes you can." And you like, can whip he's, those things out anytime. He's obsessed with um, Lily's boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, like um, saying something is like the best thing ever. Best tradition ever. That's what Marshall says about robots for tradition. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. Um, yeah, that's all I have. All right. Um, let's move into similarities. Okay. Um, oh. Um, Darla? Yeah. No. Um, dog has bad breath. Sorry. Um, no, I don't think it's that. Oh, gross. Yeah. Um, okay, so people like... People coming up with reasons they hate Ross is very similar to like the reasons why people hate Ted, like the like because Ross corrects grammar, and Ted is also like an intellectual but like annoying about it. Yeah. Um, the oh, um, Lily like talking about soap operas, The Young and the Restless, whereas Joey is a soap opera actor. Right. Right. Um. Cre- yeah, cre- being creepy to friends. Um. Uh, bird owners. Uh, Marissa Heller. They yeah. imagine her being a bird owner. Yeah. And Joey and Chandler. Have oh right. Yeah. Birds. Yeah. Um, also, this might be a little bit of a stretch, but like, um, Ted is giving a performance, and Joey was sure. going to give a performance, yeah. and kind of does in the end, yeah. um, in his costume. Uh, I think that's all I have. Well, here's one I just thought of because I said it. Okay. 
when Phoebe is doing the little game, say the first thing that comes to your mind with Joey, one of the things she asks him is ties or ascots, and he says ascots. And then, of oh, course, yeah. Peter Bogdanovich is wearing his yeah. signature ascot. Yeah. I remember the one time you and I saw Peter Bogdanovich in the wild. May he rest in peace, by the way. Um, great director. But you and I, we were in line. We went to see a... Um, at the Billy Wilder Theater at the Hammer Museum, we went to see a silent f- film, Ernst Lubitsch's So This Is Paris, with live piano accompaniment. That's right. And Peter Bogdanovich, it was a super hot day. Yeah. And there was a line for to, to get in or to buy the tickets or whatever. And Peter Bogdanovich was at first behind us in line. But then I guess he just like realized he was Peter Bogdanovich. <laughs> it was like... I'm not standing out here in the 87 degree heat. I just like walked into the lobby. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I'm saying he was wearing an ascot that time too. It okay. was really just the way he always dressed. Okay. Did I already say guest stars? That's a similarity as well. Uh, you didn't, but yeah, you're right. John Kassir yeah. and the other people. Yeah. But John Kassir, I don't think is playing himself but maybe he is maybe the director's I mean, supposed any, to be john Cassier. any person that like has like a big enough role in friends is going to be someone usually right but i'm saying the cameos on how and mother are portraying themselves yeah do yeah. you think i don't think john Cassier do you think is shutter playing? speed is supposed to be directed by the crypt keeper i don't know maybe it's it's chilling <laughs> it is yeah it is chilling it could be yeah uh let me look and see um no actually no the director's name is Stanley. Joey calls him Stanley. I had to look it up, but oh, I remember okay. when it's that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what's up? Uh, next we play favorites. Okay. Hold on. Give me a second. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. How, How I, I Met, met your, your Mother. Mother. Yeah. This um, this party was so fun. Yeah. This Yeah. Really fun. And of course, I love... I'm very touched by traditions. That's yes. a big thing. Yes. Stuff like that. I was so put off by the rest of the gang being douchey to Ted mm-hmm. about him being douchey. Mm-hmm. Maybe because, like, look, I think I I rag on Ted the most because I see parts of myself that I'm not nuts about yeah. in Ted. Yeah. But also some parts that I am okay with. I'm also, yeah. like, a romantic or whatever. Yeah. You know? Um so, uh, but here I was really very much on Ted's side. So that was like, it gave me pause of like, do I want to endorse this episode? But you're right. It's just, it's too fun. It's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. And Darby Stanfield as, as Marissa is great. She's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's play favorites. Let's catch up on our correspondence. We have very little. Okay. In fact, we don't technically have any new correspondence. What we do have is one that I missed from before. So Alex, our friend uh, from the UK, resent one. Um, So this is uh, um, going back a few episodes. Uh, He starts by saying, I hope Natalie is okay. It's about your ribs. Oh, yeah. Uh, He said, I've never broken a rib, but in 2018, I did get fired from a temp admin job for breaking my leg, fell over on the way to work from the bus stop, and my leg somehow bent backwards. (gasps) It wasn't even that slippery. Oh, my God. Though thanks to tweeting, um, because it was still called Twitter then. Yes, I know. (laughs) It's only very recently been called X. From my hospital bed, I somehow got in The Guardian, uh, which is a newspaper. Mm Mm-hmm. Friends and mothers in the UK. Uh, And as a result, some statutory sick pay till I recovered a few months later. I'm fine now. I'm glad about that. Good. 
uh, he didn't quite, I didn't quite look like Barney in his body cast, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, even with all the present issues with the National Health Service, I'm thankful, given what I've heard, that I fell over in Oldbury, near Birmingham, England, and not L.A. Yeah, you definitely, yeah. I mean, You're the National Health Service, obviously, is, better been, off. Yeah. Uh, is being gutted, I think, by a lot of people who want it to be profitable. This is every time someone runs for president or runs for office and says, like, hey, I was a successful businessman, so I'll be a good politician. Yeah. It's like, you don't know what governance is. Yeah. That's Governing not, that is not... mean the same thing. Yeah. yeah. The but, country or whatever is not a business. But I guess an argument could be made that, like, in capitalism, yes, it is, and but, we can't... Like, but I guess what I'm saying is, like, the NHS is a social service, and it doesn't have to, like argue for itself by 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 producing profit it's already a social service like when you know whenever you hear people say like uh conservatives in this country say like oh the the postal service costs or the postal service loses x amount of dollars every year it's like no the postal service doesn't lose any money the postal service costs money Cost taxpayer money, right? And it's worth it. We pay for it. It's a it's a it's a service. Right. So we're making the same yeah. argument because, like, yeah. in capitalism, everything is privatized, including healthcare and education and prison and everything. Everything is privatized because someone needs to make money to keep people down. Yeah, you're right. Because that is the the capitalist, like, especially like free market yeah. ideology is if something is worthwhile, it will be profitable. And I. Yes, to very few people. I don't think that's worthwhile. Well, everyone worthwhile. else struggles. I don't think that's true. Yeah. Uh, oh, it says, I've been meaning to send some recommendations for your UK trip. We'll try to get around to it. Been preparing for an interview this week for my present temp job I've been doing already for three years. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers yes. crossed for yes. you as well. He also um, links to the, uh, the, the Guardian article about him uh, <gasps> wow. getting... Uh, Getting his his but but being fired for for uh, for getting hurt, which is insane. Yeah, it's insane. But yeah. um, I'm glad it worked out. And you know, sometimes that's why Twitter can be helpful. And I'm not, you know, like yeah. I don't I don't even is it still called tweeting, even though it's not called Twitter I, anymore. That's what people have said. But if you if I go to hit what used to be the retweet button, it now says repost. Hmm. So. I don't know. I think people people are still saying a tweet, but I don't think that's what Elon Musk wants us to say. But I spend as little time on on X uh, as I can now that I'm on Blue Sky. Yeah. Also, uh, I also, I've never been fired in my life, knock on wood. Yeah, me neither. The closest I ever came was also a temp agency where uh, I was, I, I had gotten this job working the front desk from 11 a.m. to 8 a.m. or 11 p.m. to 8 a.m. Okay. overnight. Overnight. 11 p.m. to 8 a.m. overnight. And it was just because this was a place that was like it was in the movie industry and they would get deliveries at all times of the night. So okay. it was basically someone had to be there to like open the door and sign for the deliveries, which would sometimes there'd be three a night and it would just be sitting there like reading or trying that's, to stay awake or whatever. That's awesome. Um, eh, it sounds awesome, but it's incredibly boring. Yeah. Um, and also incredibly tiring. And so often, by the time 8 a.m. rolled around at the end of my shift, 
I would be noticeably disheveled. I'd be slouched in my chair. Right. Because you probably didn't sleep during the day. I mean, not as well as I should have. Yeah. Because this also wasn't just a temp job. It wasn't like a full-time, like, preparing for it all the time. Right. But, you know, some of the higher-ups would start showing up for work early, you know? And I guess they complained to the temp agency that, like, I wasn't putting a good face on the Oh, company because I was like slouched over in my chair or whatever yep. uh, when they came Five in. Five in the morning. Uh, no, at eight in the morning, but still, yeah. I've been still. there since 11 p.m. Yeah. Um, and so they asked the temp agency not to send me anymore. That's the closest I've been to being fired, but I don't think it really counts because a week later, I was back at that job. Obviously, whoever they sent after me was, was even worse. worse. Yeah. And they were like, okay, we'll take that guy Maybe again. this is our problem. Yeah, at least I stayed awake. That's probably what it was. The other guy was probably just sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> at least I stayed awake all night. That's the closest I've ever been to being fired. I've um, never come close. Okay. Final segment. Not No, we have two more segments. Sorry. Uh, but my favorite segment to introduce. Wait, that's our only up. correspondence? That's our only correspondence. Okay. Well, that's it was a good one. Thank you. Yeah, thank Alex. you, Alex. That was actually a great one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we didn't do any calls to action this episode, but uh, uh, can you think of any? Um, um, uh, mm, no. Okay. Do you have a doppelganger? <laughs> 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 I've been told that I have a doppelganger. Yeah. Okay. Here's your questions. Ties or ascots? Would you rather sleep with Monica or Rachel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are your questions this week. Um, and I feel like I, I, I didn't. I feel like Joey, where I'd like surprisingly right now, my my answer would be Monica, because yeah. I I love happy relationship Monica. Yeah. But apparently, I want to like be a homewrecker. I would gladly <laughs> sleep with any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, anyone would, right? Yeah. Wait. On both shows? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Don't Obviously, know. like our you have such a crush on Marshall. Yes. Um Well you have such a crush on Monica now. No. Apparently I do, yeah. But right. that's like nothing that's not a surprise. Like Courtney Cox, come on. But I guess it's surprising to me because I never, like, never obviously, obviously yeah. I always thought she was pretty, but, yeah. like, she's so charming lately. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's a segment called How Were We Doing? This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So season five, episode 22 of Friends, uh, the one with Joey's Big Break, aired on Tuesday, May 11th. 1999. Tuesday, May 11th, 1999, right at the end of my junior year of high school. Your junior year of high school as well, because we mm-hmm. both graduated in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, not all I could find, but starting late on May 10th and continuing through the early hours of May 12th, NASA's Ace and Wind spacecraft crafts each observed that the density of the solar wind dropped by more than 98%. So I thought... I read that, it was all I could find, and I was like, well, to educate myself and the, the friends and mothers, why don't I look up what that means? I, I don't even have, I feel like I would need at least a week of like understanding space physics to even, disc- I was reading about solar wind um, and stellar wind, 
uh, which solar wind is a kind of stellar wind, but it has to do with like atmosphere coming off of the top layer of a ball of gas. Well, I'm sure someone at this uh, stuffy, pretentious party could really explain it. Yeah, to they you. could have illuminated it for me. Yeah. Uh, top five songs in the U.S. on that day. At number five, shares. Do you believe? Um, at number four, Sugar Rays. Every morning. At number three, Sixpence on the Riches. Kiss me. <laughs> I didn't tell the story the other day. I won't go into why. But we were meeting at like a, a an event at a office building in in Century City. Like a like a screening event. Yeah, and I was looking for you because I needed to like I had taken public transit and you had driven we were and I meeting went, there and yeah and I wanted to put my stuff in your car so I was like looking for you and I was like where are you and you were like I'm at the top of the escalator and I was like oh I'm down here um and you came down the escalator and I was about to do my joke of like the she's all that like kiss me but then I saw that you were like in a really bad mood yeah I was, <laughs> and I was, I was like, livid I better you weren't mad at me which is fine I wasn't, but yeah. I was like I better keep that to myself yeah uh, and number two TLC I don't want no and at number one Ricky Martin's Livin' La Vida Loca she'll make you take your clothes off and go dancing in the rain Season 5, episode 22 of How I Met Your Mother, Robots vs. Wrestlers, aired on Monday, May 10th, 2010. Um, on that day, uh, President Obama nominated Solicitor General Elena Kagan to be the youngest justice and third woman on the Supreme Court of the United States. All right. That's what happened on that day. All right. uh, That's good news. Yeah. Uh, back when we used to sometimes get new- good news. Um Top five songs in the U.S. Number five, Lady Antebellum. Or sorry, the artist formerly known as Lady Antebellum. Need you now. Number four, Teo Cruz, Break Your Heart. And number three, Rihanna's Rude Boy. Again, no one has sent us Someone an audio of them singing. Yeah, uh, need- like, yeah. Uh, and number two, Bob's Nothing on You. And number one, Usher, OMG. Okay. I don't know. I've come around a little bit on Usher in recent years. Like... I think I've like stopped taking myself seriously and just been like, that's eh, fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I still don't love his music, but, uh, it doesn't bother me like it used to. And now onto the final segment, which is called challenge accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on each show armed only with knowledge of the episode title. But first we are going to see how we did last week. And I, I said, Joey gets a part on the great white way. He didn't. He got a part in any movie that didn't even happen. Yeah. But luckily, you also uh, biffed it. You said, in childhood flashbacks, we explore the pros and cons of playtime preferences, including wrestling and robots. Yeah. Uh, so let's do uh, episode 23 of both, but I'm going to need you to vamp for a second. Okay. For a minute. Kale and spinach egg bites. Pesto chicken breast. Bacon and cheddar egg bites. Hummus and pita chip snack pack. Okay, season five, episode 23. Ooh. A friend's is called The One in Vegas, Part One. Mm. The One in Vegas, Part One. That's very fun. Um, and this is yeah. the um, penultimate. Yeah, the penultimate uh, episode of the season for both shows. Um, by the way, uh, I was at Trader Joe's the other day, and I was, like, doing my shopping for the week, but I also wanted to get something for lunch that day. Mm -hmm. Um, 
uh, and so I was looking for something quick. I ended up doing the responsible thing and getting a salad, but I did consider the Jamaican beef patties just because, like, I remember you reading them in your ASMR voice, and I was like, <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> but I did the responsible thing. I had a little salad. Season 5, episode 23 of Friends is called The Wedding Bride. The Wedding Bride. Okay. Um... Who's going to get married? Mm. Okay. So no one's going to get married. Well, uh, you know, we're both guilty of this because I've done, like, when it was the one where Mr. Heckles died, I completely forgot who Mr. Heckles was. Right, and I led you a little bit? Uh, no, no, uh, you oh. didn't. But I'm telling you, oh, the I wedding bride this. as a term has come up before on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, I'm so bad at this. Okay. I don't remember. Can you remind me? No, because that would give it away. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the Princess Bride. No. Um, is it about Lily? No. Is it about Stella? <sighs> I'm trying to give you a hint. But without giving it away. Uh, yeah, it does relate to Stella. It is related to Stella. Okay. So, uh... I don't remember. Okay, well then just guess what. whatever. Okay, Ted is going to... <sighs> Wait, I forgot to... Uh, make my prediction for the one in Vegas. Yeah. I threw it to you. I did both and I threw it to you. Yeah. Um, sorry. My prediction for the one in Vegas is that uh, let's see. I'm say Joey hooks the gang up with free rooms at Caesars. Like they're all goddamn Tony Soprano or something. Remember in Heidi and Kennedy, the season six episode of The Sopranos, uh, he needs to get away. Tony needs to get away, and he just calls up the guy who manages Caesars and like gets a free suite. Right. Yes, and then right. he goes and he uh, does peyote in the desert. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, should I, do you think any any of the friends are going to do peyote in the desert? Yeah. I'm sure which Phoebe friend, has. Yeah, I was going to say, which friend would be most likely? Of course. Yeah, yeah, she already has. Yeah. Did you hear, like, how Burning Man was, like, considered, like, a natural disaster area? Oh, and, no. like, people are, like, supposed to shelter in place? Is it, like, still going on? I think so. Don't we know someone there? Yeah, we do. I mean, I know someone else, too, but, yeah. And also, there are, like, protesters there. against, like, people flying their private jets yeah. to the playa. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's like rain every, like it's like pouring rain, mudslides, it's chaos. Okay. Um, uh, okay. The wedding- so, so I'm sorry. I completely like forgot to do my prediction. I didn't mind. What is your prediction for the wedding bride? Okay. So Ted is in a act of desperation. He is going to make a decision about who his bride is going to be. 
um, over the course of a day, who will be his wedding bride. Ted, in an act of desperation, Ted decides to... Select a wedding bride. Select a bride in... In haste. In in haste. Post-sweet. <laughs> Toot sweet. Toot sweet. Post-haste. Post-haste. Toot sweet. Toot sweet. I said post-sweet. Post-sweet. It's post-sweet. But I'm trying to, like, I don't actually know how you spell toot sweet. I think it's... Because it's French. It's not spelled like the words. Friends and mothers. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, it is... Oh, it's actually three words. Oh, uh, it's to it, to it, sweet? To de sweet. To de sweet. T-O-U-2. To it, sweet. D-E, and then sweet, like a... Okay. Hotel suite, like uh, Tony Soprano got in... in <laughs> we always have Sopranos on the mind. Yeah, because it's the best show ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's true. It's my, my favorite show ever is Hannibal, but San, Sopranos is top three, probably. Um... Okay. Did we do it? We did it. Okay. So, um, well, kind of a long episode, but uh, that's okay. That's all right. Write us. Tell us. Ask out or tie. Uh, uh, would you rather sleep with Rachel or Monica? Um, How does the uh, Rihanna song Rude Boy go? Yeah. Yeah. Sing us Rude Boy. Uh, we'll play it on the air if you send us a uh, audio message. Uh, as far as the show, um, you already found it. You know where to find it. Uh, but you can also find a post for every episode at battleshippretension.com, where you, where you can also find my other podcast, uh, Battleship Pretension. I also, I'm, I'm headed off to the Toronto International Film Festival, so there should be some reviews coming soon. Uh, up there at battleshippretension.com, you can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com and you can find me on X X me on X post me on X mm. uh, at Davy pretension uh, now real quick where do you want people to find you on the internet I don't but if you like this episode you should rate review subscribe tell your friends tell your mothers give us five stars whatever app you're listening in now you can scroll down I think and Give us five stars. Go to go to show or go to episode and yeah. give us five stars. Whatever you gotta do. And if you don't think we deserve five stars, tell us why. Tell us why. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Correspond with us. Yeah. What are we doing wrong? I'm sure we're doing lots of things. I wrong. think we're the best, actually. And that's but, okay. Yeah. That's all right. But until next time, friends and mothers, we'll see you in the map room. Oh right, that's where he wanted to take Ariana Huffington. Yes, but you're supposed to. Turn